You're listening to Left of the Dial. I'm your host, Kitsy, and with me, as always, is the mysterious Caleb Coy. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I'm not going to tell you why, though. I want to keep up the mystique. Oh. <laughs> that backfired on me. <laughs> I don't like this game anymore. Well, I mean, you can change the rules because there are none. And we, of course, today are talking about <laughs> the new turnstile record, Glow of On. Of course. Of as course. everybody knew. As every, well, I mean, you, you presumably people saw the name of the episode and heard the first song coming in, which was the uh, opening track, Mystery. What if they skipped the first track? That'd be weird. It would be weird. Why do you listen if... to a music podcast and skip the music? We've talked about this. Don't do that. It's weird. <laughs> Just do it for the articles. Um, we don't even I have articles. <laughs> well, actually, we do. <laughs> um, I, uh, so I, I just started a, a new job today, and I was perusing through Slack channels and uh, wandered into our, our music one, and somebody had just shared, uh, it was last week when this record dropped, I just shared, like, happy weekend, everyone, new turnstile record. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, you, you had me so excited that you were going to tell me that someone shared something from left of the dial, and I was like, no oh, fucking no. way. <laughs> Not, not that I've seen yet, but no, I did scroll back to the, the beginning because it turns out the channel hasn't been around that long. Well, maybe now is your time to shine. Yeah. Well, now that I know that uh, me posting uh, would, in fact, be relevant. Uh, so. Yeah. Well, yeah. hey, if you work with Caleb, uh, hi, <laughs> Caleb's coworkers. We're happy hi. to have you here. Please treat him <laughs> nicely. He's very good to me, and he's a very good person, and I would be sad if... You were mean to him, so please don't be mean to him. Oh, thank you. They're not going to listen to me. They don't know who I am. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> like, who's this asshole? <laughs> yeah. So, turnstile, huh? Yeah. So, this is what all the kids have been talking about. Yeah. All this, and that's literally why we're, we're, we're doing this uh, records, because all the kids have been talking about it. Um, and Andrea told us we had to, and apparently she's in charge now. I don't know how this works. I don't know. Andrea came in hot the other day saying how much she didn't get in the, the, the love of this band. And then when you well, this record to, specifically, which I, I I feel like I remember saying like this band, but I mean maybe, maybe it was this record. I don't know. I don't know. Is Andrea normally a, a big Turnstile fan? I you know I don't know. I didn't ask. Um, I know a lot of people who are. Okay. This this is again another one of those bands that I've known about but never really took the time to listen to. I'm not a huge hardcore fan. Like I have a couple of hardcore bands that I like, but overall, it's not really for me. Yeah. So I, I wasn't really sure what to expect with this record. Uh, I will say it surprised me. I was expecting pretty generic hardcore. And while, yeah, there's some of that on this record, uh, there's a lot more to it than that. And it was a very pleasant surprise that there was a lot going on with this record. I feel like I didn't know what to expect with this uh, because I didn't even know that this was supposed to be a... Uh, Hardcore band. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, and I think be between uh, Turnover, Turnspit, and Turnstile, I I know I don't know who's who. I do know who Turnover is. but uh, You should definitely know who Turnspit is. That's, is that the band that you played with? Yeah, I, I filled in for bass uh, for them on a tour. Yeah, okay. Like, all of these things, like, they, they, they mesh in my brain. Uh, and so I didn't actually know anything, anything at all about Turnstile before I hit play on the track mystery and was 
uh, just suddenly enveloped with a very like 80s, 70s PBS TV show intro. Music. Ooh, that's that's better than the comparison I was going to make. <laughs> what were you going to say? <laughs> uh, I was going to say it sounded kind of like Stranger Things, but it but you're right. It's a little too bright and upbeat for that. It, Stranger Things would be darker. It's a little bit more in the like three, two, one contact thing. Yeah, yeah no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely right. <laughs> that was just immediately like, okay. All right, I'm being transported back in time to my childhood, uh, and then they suddenly went from from my childhood to my early twenties, and I got real confused. <laughs> <laughs> skipped your teens. Yeah, skipped went, those entirely. Went right to the early twenties, and you were like, huh? I feel like there's a. I've, Probably a couple moments throughout this record where they go back and they, they, they circle around my, my teens a little bit and then get back to the whatever they were doing. But it's, it's mostly in, the, in that later space. Um, there's, there is one particular band that uh, the vocals remind me of at times and I cannot place it. Uh, I, I was saying to y'all earlier that uh, I was thinking like it's it's not violent femmes, but it's something where like it sits in my brain somewhere in that vicinity. Okay, uh, kind of lives in that neighborhood. But the ones that I can p- put a pin in are like Sparta and Snapcase. Uh, okay, I hear a lot of through this record. Okay, I see that. Which where are they from? I, I feel like I Boston. This up early. No, not Boston. Baltimore. Sorry, the Baltimore. other B city. Yeah, so East Coast, East Coast hardcore, that that makes sense. Yeah. It it really does. Uh I just based on their name thought they were from New Jersey, but uh <laughs> That would be Turnpike. Uh how do you think you get on the Turnpike, Caleb? Through a turnstile. There's no turnstiles anymore. Actually, no, there wouldn't be a turnstile on the turnpike. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> like, wait a second. That would that would destroy a car. Actually, the car would destroy it unless it was well, really strong. It depends. It all depends. <laughs> depends on the car. Enormous turnstile that your car has to push through, and you got to go quick enough so that it doesn't slam back down on you. <laughs> oh, like the gate at my mom's gated community did to me the other week. Yeah. Those Holy fuckers. Shit. That's a anyway, story. <laughs> that has nothing to do with podcast. No. With podcast. No. That's how I talk now, apparently. It has nothing to do with podcast. <laughs> so, mystery. Mystery. I mean, this record was a mystery to me. I was not expecting most of what I heard. Uh, it was... Yeah, go ahead. I so said this record is still kind of a, a mystery to me. I'm, I'm still not entirely sure what I think about it. Same. Just, Same. That's to say that, like, I'm not... I'm not sure I like it. I'm fairly confident I don't dislike it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I like, it. like there, are, there are some moments where, like, I'm like, okay, there's, there's a serious groove to this, and others, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Y- yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm right with you. I'm not sure if I like it, but I'm almost positive I don't dislike it. Uh, there's. There, there are a lot of things going on I like about it. You know, there's, there's a lot of really cool production stuff going on, which you know I love. Yeah. Um, there's just like these, you know, moments of just like absolutely anthemic shouting, you yeah. know, choruses and, and just like, you know, the energy like really gets you pumped. That said, I don't know if it's for me. I don't know if it's my, if it's really my jam. I don't know if like, you know, I, I bet, 
in, in my 20s, in my early 20s, I would have been all about this. This would have been, you know, just awesome. I, I mean, yeah. it's awesome now. I would have loved it a lot back then and been really into it. I think I just kind of aged out of this one, maybe, yeah. is, is what happened here. Um, yeah, I so I, I wouldn't have even thought of this this uh, record or this band as hardcore had they not been described that way to me. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, I, I have a very, like, very specific and... Not not necessarily narrow, but narrow enough to not necessarily include this record definition in my mind of what constitutes hardcore. And a lot of that comes from being in a, a predominantly hardcore town and being, you know, one of the very few melodic rock and roll bands. And so every show we were with hardcore bands all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like that was that was the scene that we were kind of just a part of by default. Uh, and you know what? That was never for me. There were some some specific bands that I could get into, and it's usually ones that experimented more with melody and less with just sounding angry. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that is something that the that this record does. Uh, I can appreciate that it's not just chugga chugga scream scream. It's like it is these big driving riffs. Uh, the the tones are are pretty solid. It's it's a little bit. Uh, excuse a little bit on the, the polished side, yeah. I think, for, for a hardcore record, which I can get into. Uh, and the vocals are uh, very much more like melodic yelling uh, and like, or like aggressive singing, abrasive singing, uh, and less the, 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 the typical hardcore scream. Uh, and I can dig that. And that's, that's where the comparisons to like Sparta uh, at the drive-in and Snapcase bands like that come in because... You know, those bands, they they typically did have melody to them, but mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily like smooth, beautiful singing. The the hardcore I, I got into, I don't know, I don't know if you'd consider Strike Anywhere a hardcore band or a punk band. That you know, I, I've heard people describe them as both. Um, I've always called them melodic hardcore, but you know, that to me is like that's the kind of hardcore I like. And I, you know, the the chugga chugga scream scream stuff, like you said, doesn't really do it for me. But that's not what this record is, and that's kind of what I was expecting. So I'm pleasantly surprised that wasn't what we got. Um, yeah. I, now, I, I have not gone back and listened to their older stuff. I do want to do that just to kind of see, you know, have they always been, like, I think the the word I would ascribe to this record is ambitious. Okay. This feels like an ambitious record to me, and I'm only basing it on the fact that um, I'm making the assumption that their earlier records we're just more straight ahead, like guitar, bass, drums, vocals. Not a lot of special effects or production or synth synthy things like are on this record. So, you know, to me, this feels uh, th- this this feel. Fuck, I already lost the word I used. Ambitious. Ambitious. Thank you. This, You're welcome. This feels ambitious, uh, but I don't know. I don't know if that's accurate. Maybe maybe they've always sounded like that. I I don't know. I should do more research before we record these podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> probably, but. You know, sometimes you just gotta you just gotta dive right in and do it. Who has the time? Uh, especially you know when it's you know, something that's, that's just been released and you just want to jump into it. Um, yeah, the I also uh, I, I I would say that I, I have gone so far as I have heard songs from this band in the past because somebody has recommended to me or like maybe a Spotify algor- algorithm recommended or something like that. Okay, uh, I remember. Nothing about the songs other than at the time it didn't catch my attention enough to continue mm-hmm. listening. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and that's why, you know, this record flew totally under the radar for me. Uh, but I love, and um, I'm not gonna, not gonna, you know, read out the whole thing. I'll do it and I'll do and link it in the, uh, in the show notes, but I, I found a, a pitchfork review, uh, which may or may not be good as we know that that's, you know, that's a, a dice roll sometimes. Uh, but I loved this line that I saw, uh, that says, uh, turnstile are quote, alternative rock unquote, by the literal nineties definition where no style of music is incompatible with punk. If it's played with speed force and a genuine respect for its originators. All right. And yeah, I could very much see that if this record had come out in like the, the mid to late nineties or maybe even like the early two thousands, uh, before people just started describing emo to everything, uh, that this probably would have fallen under the umbrella of alternative and uh, honestly would probably have been pretty radio friendly with some of these tracks. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I even think that, that this first track probably could have been one of them. Could have been. Uh, I don't know. No, I, I know, in fact, this wasn't uh, wasn't the single because I believe Alien Love Call was the signal. Single, single, single. I mean, it could have been the signal too. Single. Single? Uh, anyway, since, since I apparently can't words, uh, Caleb, do you want to pick a track? You know what? Let's, uh, let's now that you've, you've said the name of it, oh, no. I kind of want to revisit uh, Alien Love Call. Alien Love Call it is. I forgot which track this was until I hit play again. And then I realized like, oh yeah, this is the moment it gets really weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this is a 15 track record. And at 
Track nine, it just takes a turn and goes in a completely different direction. And we'll probably talk about some more of the back half of this record later. Oh, but we like, almost certainly will. But it just goes and like meanders a bit. It's like, um, I, I compare my dog to this sometimes too. It's like the old family circus uh, cartoon where like it shows the path that the kid took to get from like outside to the dinner table. Mm-hmm. And it's just all over the house and the yard and like into the neighbor's yard and up to the attic and whatnot. Um, that's kind of how it feels like this record starts to go right about with Alien Love Call. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> uh, it's this like super mellow... Like super wet guitars, very like slow strum, very like sensual ballady uh song with this spoken word verse towards the end. Uh it's featuring someone called uh someone or someone's called Blood Orange. So I don't know if that is uh a group or an artist. I, I'm unfamiliar. Uh As am I. but I I would guess that that would either be the person doing the spoken word at the end or the uh additional vocal uh, on the chorus that like higher mm-hmm. uh, vocal. I don't know. Speaking of vocals, uh, it occurred to me while we were listening to that track, who I was trying to think of when I said not violent femmes, violent femmes, but occupying that same neighborhood in my brain. Okay. Jane's addiction. Oh yeah. I see that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's some very Jane's addiction vibes on these vocals. Yeah. yeah I can, I can see that. I didn't, I didn't pick up that, but I can definitely see that comparison. Now, for me, this song specifically, um, I got, I almost got police vibes from it. Yes. Um, yes. Specifically, the tone of the guitar mm-hmm. is uh, is very Andy Summers. Okay. And the the vocal, especially in the chorus, is like bordering on Sting vibes for me. So. Yeah, uh, Sting would, would totally do that. Other than that, I don't think it sounds like a police song, but just those two specific elements were very, uh, very police-like to me, and uh, that was not something I expected going into this record. This this record is full of surprises, if nothing else. It is, it is full of surprises, even though it uh, occasionally claims to the, to the contrary. It does, it does. Also, can we talk about how all the song titles are in all caps? You know, that didn't really occur to me as being weird, but you're right. It's a little weird, isn't it? Is that intentional? It's got to be intentional. It's got to be intentional. I don't think you do that by accident. I mean, sometimes you do. Are there old songs in all caps? No, yeah. not apparently not. Nope. It's not, not on Apple Music. Nope, same uh, here on Spotify. The other ones are, are definitely uh, correctly cased. Huh. Alien, yes, Alien Love Call was a single. Aha, I, I was right. Um, Love being I right. I don't have a definitive uh, way to tell you if it was the first single. It actually looks like Mystery might have been. Oh, well. But, because uh, Mystery, if, if this is accurate in release order, Mystery was released as a single, and then uh, Holiday, No Surprise, Mystery, and TLC, and then they added Alien Love Call, and then Blackout, and then Fly Again. And then eventually the whole record. Well, which well, is well, never, it is interesting to me the way that like some some artists will release like just a bunch of individual singles and then the whole record, and some will do it as like each new single is released with the rest of the tracks, and like that's a separate release. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I don't I don't know if there's an advantage to that or if that's just like, well, you know, now we have all the songs and rather than making you like organize them into a playlist, just here they are. Yeah, I don't know. But Caleb will never know. And you know why? Why is that? Because it's a mystery. Oh, oh, well done. If we hadn't already done that song, that would have been a good segue. That would have been a great segue. But uh, we should segue into another song. And I think it's my turn to pick if I'm not mistaken. We should, and if you're if you're careful, you can still segue with several of these. This isn't a great segue, but uh, there is a reason I'm picking it. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm gonna pick Underwater Boy to go into the break, and okay. the reason I'm picking Underwater Boy is because I was uh, it was a, a last minute call on whether or not I was gonna call you the mysterious Caleb Coy or the underwater Caleb Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And I didn't go with that because I didn't want you to uh worry that your your place was going to flood or anything like that. Like I knew uh, something you didn't. Yeah. Um just cuz I know yeah. how scary water coming into your home can be. I appreciate that. Um, yes, you you are speaking from direct experience. So yeah, I've, a, I've got a lot of experience with that over the past year and uh it sucks. Yes. So uh but at any rate, we're going to go with uh, with Underwater Boy. Let's talk about it. Let's do it. Again, with the chorusy 80s guitar. Yeah. And the 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 verse groove is real dancey. I mean, you got the the bass really locked in with the kick drum there and uh it's just kind of it's, it's it's grooving. And then I wow, I am old. It's grooving. <laughs> it is grooving though. You're right. It, it is though. Is what it, that's the thing. Is it really is. And then, you know, the the guitar gets real heavy in the chorus, but still some somehow maintains that light airiness of the track. It's it's bizarre. How? It's bizarre. So uh, I had said that uh, Alien Love Call is where the record takes a weird turn, and you might say, but Caleb, this this track is kind of similar in some ways. Uh, uh, to which I would say I stand by. It gets weirder after, but uh, <laughs> yes. like this this group, like as weird as some of the 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 first half we'll say of the, the record can be, uh, it does feel pretty cohesive. Uh, to where, like you said, that there's more of that like super wet, chorusy, verby, tremory, uh, bendy guitar in this. Um, bendy, bendy. There's there's some bendies. I, I think it's meant to to simulate being underwater. Um, oh, that's why they did that. Yeah, uh, Alien Love Call ends with more of the 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 three to one contact uh, intro sounds that mm -hmm. uh, Mystery starts with. So like, there's some cohesion across these tracks, which uh, it was unexpectedly delightful. Um, also, uh, guest vocals on this track from Julian Baker. Is that who that was? Yep, I thought that sounded familiar. <laughs> And uh, not credited on uh, Alien Love Call, but it did sound like it could be the same voice. Yeah. So I wonder if uh, if Julian just did uh, vocals on I a wonder. handful of tracks. I mean, this was recorded in Tennessee. Julian's from Tennessee, so entirely possible that it's just, just took a trip down, down to the studio. It's and very, very possible. Did some singing. I mean, if Julian's on one track, it's entirely possible she's on another. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like again, this this is not a hardcore record. There are hardcore elements for sure. And uh, again, without going back and, and listening to the older stuff by the band, you could convince me that this was a hardcore band at some point. But clearly, they've decided that that's not a box that they want to live in. Yeah, and uh, I I applaud that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I always love to see growth out of bands, and you know, I can see I can see why. Everyone is talking about this record. 
because whether you like it or you don't, it is certainly a statement. Yes. Uh, and that's not a that's not a dig on it by any means. Um, it, but it is definitely it's a conversation piece. I'll put, let's put it that way. This record is a conversation piece. So I'm gonna, gonna take a slight step in a direction that I'm not fully oh prepared to uh, to back up with uh, sources. Um, but I will say that this record has a, a lot of elements to me that feel like, and uh, this also kind of applies a little bit to uh, the proper record that we talked about uh, last week. Oh, yeah. Uh, assuming that was last week. Uh, I think that was like, last week. feels like a, a lot of the, the, the younger generation in the like rock and hardcore and punk scenes are uh, a lot more... Um, a lot more diverse in what they, uh, not only what they listen to, but what they allow to influence their, uh, their songwriting. Yes. To the point where like it, I feel in some of these tracks elements of some of the, the hip hop and R and B stuff that, uh, you know, has been popular over the, the last several years and stuff that like, you know, I, I really enjoy. I mean, there's the, the ASAP Rocky reference on that proper record. Uh, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of that kind of, um, ASAP Rocky and some of, uh, um, oh God, oh Ken, uh, Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar, some of his stuff uh, through like some of these slower jams. Uh, I think like the like uh, again, it's not really a true one to one comparison at all, hmm. but it calls to mind like some of the tracks on like the Black Panther soundtrack. Okay, uh, like some of the like the the energy of it and the like, the the songwriting structure and stuff like that and like the the movement and the dynamics uh, of these tracks feel like they come from a, a similar place. I could see that. So I I would be really curious to to learn more from from this band about what the, their songwriting influences were and if there was any conscious or unconscious uh, nods to those music scenes. Well, we'll probably never know. Probably never know. Why don't when we... I get to heaven, will I know? Is that in the song? That's a, Is that a lyric? That's a line. That's oh, okay. a line from the song, yeah. Well, hey, why don't we go ahead and hear Underwater Boy. Uh, take a quick break, hear from our sponsors, when we come back, talk about a few more songs off the record. So uh, don't uh, switch to a different podcast. <laughs> Don't touch that dial. There's no dials anymore. No one has a dial. But how can there not be a dial if they're left of it? We left the dial. Or are we what's left of the dial? Oh, God. That's that's a depressing <laughs> thought. <laughs> oh, boy.
Hello, I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Colin Ryan. And we're here to tell you about the new podcast coming to the Night Shift Radio Network. It's something two white cishet dudes have never covered. Star Trek. But here's the twist. The omnipotent god is actually a malfunctioning robot? No, well... Maybe, but the real twist is we roped our mom into it. That's me. Hi, Hi, Mom. In the monthly podcast, we will cover all the Trek movies from the motion picture to beyond. Our lifelong love of Trek comes from being introduced to it by our mom at a very young age. But that's a story for the podcast. Look at you, Mom. You're a natural. That's why I'm the Admiral. So join us September 8th for our monthly podcast, Where No Mom Has Gone Before. Available on the Night Shift Radio Network, wherever in subspace you catch your podcasts. Now, which one is the one with the whales? Four. You're still listening to Left of the Dial. I'm still Kitsy. Caleb is still mysterious. Yes, I am. And, we're and still, I won't tell you why. And he still won't tell me why. And I'm it's, oof, it's driving me crazy. <laughs> but we're still talking about Glow On, the new record from Turnstile. Caleb, tell us about the song you picked coming back from the break. Yeah, so I bumped us up just one track uh, to, to track five called Holiday. And 
Well, I have expressed so far that I don't know what my opinions are on this record as a whole. I will say that this song fucking rips. <laughs> this is absolutely like uh, to me like the most standout track on the record. And uh, when I've made comparisons to Snapcase, uh, I'm mostly thinking of this track. It has very like end transmission vibes uh, okay. that I love. I love. But also, and I, I made this joke to to y'all earlier. Uh, I also get flashbacks to the fucking Quake soundtrack because <laughs> the the original Quake soundtrack was written by Trent Reznor. Uh, okay. The, the fact that like there were Nine Inch Nails references throughout the game, like if you picked up ammo for the nail gun, it had the Nin logo on it. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, and then the you know, the subsequent game soundtracks were you know, modeled on that, so it was these just like big, like driving heavy. I I meant to say heavy metal riffs, but it's going to come out saying like heavy metal. Uh, either way, it doesn't matter. Big driving riffs. Uh, and this, like, the the main riff of this has so much fucking movement to it. It does. Uh, the guitar is just all over the place. But yeah. I love, you know, big, big kudos to the drummer for just playing this just balls out straight rock beat the whole time that's just so, so good. Like, so, so like, you know, s- simple maybe isn't the right word, but, like, it, it's not complicated. It doesn't take over the song. It just takes it where it needs to it's go. It's an ACDC beat. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. it, it does exactly what it needs to do and no more. <laughs> yeah. And I love that, like, it starts out with this, like, kind of spooky bass riff with this whoop, whoop, kind of space age sound effects going on and then in the bridge everything drops out and it's just that again and it's very spy shit it's it's it is it is very spy shit it's like that that sound you make i can't do it but when you flick your cheek yeah and it goes yeah it's like that that's the sound that's happening in there i feel like they sampled someone doing that they probably did and uh and then there's also this really weird on the um on the off beats in I, I think it's the chorus, there's like a, a cowbell hit, but also a hand clap at the same time, which it's <laughs> a very like it, it took me a second to realize what it was. I was like, what is that sound? Yeah. And I think it's a, I think it's a cowbell and a hand clap. Yeah, that that sounds right. It's Fucking just, wild. It is such a like just huge driving rock song. That I just I I can't help but get into it. Like I want to learn this riff. <laughs> it's it's I bet it's a fun riff to play. Uh, and this is definitely uh you know the the weird cheek flicking noises aside, uh kind of what I was expecting from from this band on this record based just solely on the little uh information I thought I knew about them. That makes sense. But uh yeah this this is an all out anthem jam like there's you know. Definitely, like, this, this song would open up the pit, I believe, as the kids would say. Yeah, I mean, I would be as far in the back as I possibly could, but I could see the room just exploding. Oh, when I'd, they play I'd this be song. outside, certainly. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> I'd be at home in bed because I'm so old. Uh, as a matter of fact, I am not interested in tearing this roof down. <laughs> no, no. I, you, do you know how much money it cost me to put the roof on this house? I am not tearing it down, sir. <laughs> roofs are expensive you know what 
I, I think we've opened the pit up enough. I think we can close the pit a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> someone's going someone's to fall in the pit and get hurt, and then whose homeowner's insurance is going to pay for that? Not mine. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, the Dad's at a hardcore I, show. I, <laughs> what that's called. I, I take solace, I, maybe I shouldn't, but I take some solace in that I was like this well before I got old. Um, <laughs> yes, I can. I knew you before you were old, and I can I can attest that this is correct. You were like this the entire time I've known you. So yeah, so I I'm 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 com I am comfortable and confident in who I am as a person. You've you've been a slightly grumpy old man since I've met you in your twenties. So yeah. <laughs> But I can still appreciate what a fucking jam this song is. Oh, it's an absolute jam. <laughs> it's an absolute jam. I just, I would like to keep the roof on my house, please. I do. I, I love the, the guitar tone that they get on this. Yes. And I also like the, the bass during the like spooky spy shit uh, parts uh, is very clean too. Mm -hmm. And it's very just kind of like round and, and full sounded, but like just. Like he, I would expect a, a band like this to go like full in on the growly bass tone, and I can I very much respect that they held that back for, at least for parts like this. Mm -hmm. I, I, the the guitar tone is so good that I surprisingly haven't been paying that much attention to the bass tone throughout the rest of. It. <laughs> well, you can't pay attention to it all, Caleb. I try, but you're you're right. You can't. Just can't. You just can't. Uh, should we pick another one? Should. Well, I'm going to go solely off of titles at this point. Okay. Because I don't think I've heard enough of the record to, you know, pick based on songs I remember. Well, I mean, I've heard the whole record. I don't think I've heard it enough times. But uh, we have to talk about uh, TLC, Turnstile Love Connection. Okay, there's a lot to talk about here. There's the uh, just 80s electronic drum fill yes. going into the breakdown. <laughs> I mean, what is that? It's like they, they took a, like a, a Phil Collins fill, but like programmed it on like the, the cheapest 80s drum machine they could find. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, just the the 
the lyrics in the in the breakdown, you know, I want to thank you for letting me see myself. I want to thank you for letting me be myself. Like that's just wholesome. I love it. Um, and I wonder if it's a reference to thank you for letting me be myself. Uh, was it Maceo and all the King's men? I think. Um, I don't know if it is or not, but it kind of feels like it could be, especially with the other weird little like retro nods. I mean, at this point, nothing would surprise me. No, uh, and like as it kind of like falls apart at the end and it brings like brings it way down and there's just like this really like lo-fi drum beat yeah (laughs) but like the rest of the song is this huge like what i would think of it like you you referenced like strike anywhere earlier or like i was thinking maybe like some against me or something like that like that kind of like fast aggressive punk uh the like Again, it is more along the lines of what I would have expected to hear from sure, yeah. this band. Um, but like they don't like they don't just give you that. They 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 present you a song that feels like it's going to be a, like a super straightforward uh, fast punk song, and then they're like, "Nope, we're going this way." <laughs> and and uh, you got to keep you, up. You got to keep up. <laughs> For those of you listening, I uh, I walked off screen to illustrate my point for Kitsy, so you can imagine me walking off your screen. He can confirm. Can confirm. He did. <laughs> He's not lying to you. I I, I saw him do it. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't I don't know what to think about this. What, what is this record? I just boom boom boom. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know is the thing. I don't know. I uh, I, I mean. It's, it's good. It's really good. I don't, I still don't know if it's for me, but it's really, really good. Yeah, that is, that is definitely where, where I am landing is that I will probably not go back and listen to like this whole record. Like it's not going to go into my, my regular rotation on repeat and whatnot, but uh, am I glad I listened to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's it, having heard the, hearing this record has improved my life. I'm not sure how, but I know that it has. <laughs> I'm confident uh, that it has. I, you know, again, no idea how, but yeah, but it uh, has. I, I would definitely add this band to uh, my list of you know bands that if they came through town and I knew it was happening and could. You know, feasibly go see it. I would do that. I because would be interested to see this band live. Um, you might get a chance. I might. They're uh, they're they're doing some uh, some. That doesn't mean I'm going to do it. But I'm. I mean, you know, we'll see. Okay, if you don't. Um, I'm really yeah. good at not going to shows. I need to do better. It's all right. It's just it's not scary out there. It is scary out there. And you're not required. To there's get. people. Oh, you know what I. I keep forgetting that Furnace Fest is still a thing. Is it? Yeah. Or it's either still a thing or they brought it back. I'm not sure which one would be weirder. Yeah. (laughs) The fucking haunted-ass Lost Furnace that's got to be a a liability nightmare, speaking of insurance. Oof. Uh, But, you know, let's go there with thousands of people when it's still hot outside. (laughs) Well... It's not called cold furnace. No. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> that would be weird. 
but yeah, on turnstilehardcore.com, you can find uh, tour dates and see if they're, they're coming near you. They're doing some uh, September, October dates. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, we'll, we'll pick, uh, pick the, the last song. And you had uh, said earlier, you know, there, there's a lot of surprises on this record. And I alluded to you there. They, they would claim otherwise. Uh, and so my final pick for this week uh, is the second to last track, the penultimate track. The shortest track. Also the shortest track at 45 seconds, which is no surprise. So I would argue, yes, surprise. <laughs> all, nothing but surprises. This uh, is another good example of when I say that I, I feel some pretty strong uh, hip-hop influences on this record. Uh, this track is, is very much one of those. Uh, but also this... The way this song is delivered feels to me, come with me on a, uh, on a brief journey, it feels to me like uh, something Alex Melton would do where it would be like if a pop country band decided to do an R&B song in the style of like an 80s synth pop project. That was a journey, but yeah, <laughs> I've, uh, you know what? I think you're right. <laughs> Because the vocals have a little bit of a, a little bit of a twang to them, but it's very much like a, a like a hip hop sort of rhythm to the delivery. Uh, the melody feels kind of country, but the the music is is very sparse. It's organ and synth and a little bit of bass, and it's just kind of like bopping and, and twinkling. <laughs> Bopping and twinkling, bopping and twinkling. That's the that's the the name of the my, Caleb Coy uh, story. My my autobiography. Yeah, I don't know what else can be said about this other than it, this whole record is a journey. You should you should definitely listen to it. it, it you should at least once listen to it. Uh, maybe twice. I don't know. It's it's wild. Like I said, it, I don't know. I don't think it's for me. It is a very good record though. Same. Agreed. Uh, hey, before we get out of here, Caleb. Yeah, we got a lot going on over at leftthedial.fm. Did you know that? I, what do we have going on? Well, uh, we have a few things going on. We have uh, a bunch of great, 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 great live sessions uh, by bands that you know and love, like Oceanator, Catbite, yeah. Uh, yeah. our friends in Bacchae, who yeah. are our first ever guests on the podcast. Uh, we, uh, our friend Kaylee, uh, did one. Kaylee Goldsworthy. Uh, we have uh, the Tisburys, who did an absolutely dynamite performance. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Just uh, so, there, I mean, the list goes on. There's so many good ones. And you can watch all of those for free right now at leftofthedial.fm. Uh, but of course, all our listeners are already subscribed, so they know that. Yeah, you already know that. But you know what? <laughs> Go listen to them some more. And hey, if you're feeling generous, and no worries if you're not. But if you want to support us and support the bands, uh, you can buy those sessions on Bandcamp. And what will happen there is 50% of the proceeds go to the bands. The other the other 50% go to us to help us keep doing this thing that we're doing. So uh, if you want to support us, that's the best way to do it. Of course, you, there are free ways to support us as well. Yeah. Like you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Left of the Dial PC. The PC does stand for podcast, although we're more than a podcast now, so we got to figure out something else there. I don't know. It's, that's tomorrow's problem. Uh, we also have an email list at leftthedial.fm you can sign up for where you will be the first to know about new things we have going on. Uh, the uh, I do legally have to tell you that the email list is not a pyramid scheme. Our lawyers did make it very clear that I had to, uh, <laughs> I, I had to specify that. 
audibly when talking about the email list for some reason. Uh, so it's not a pyramid scheme. It is an email list. And you can sign up for free at leftofthedial.fm. Of course, we have uh, over 90 episodes of Left of the Dial podcast uh, up on leftofthedial.fm. Uh, as of as of today, this is 91. You're yeah. welcome. You're welcome. That's so much music. We we made 91 of these for you. You're welcome. And we're not stopping. No. Not until the FCC shuts us down. Yeah. Bring it on, FCC. Yeah, you won't. You don't even know we <laughs> exist. <laughs> uh, yeah. And we've got some really, really cool events coming up that I can't quite talk about yet. But I bet if you sign up for that email list, you'll be the first to know you when, they're, uh, when they're announced. And... and- we know you want to be the we, first. You, trust me, you if you like the music we cover, you're going to want to know about these because they're going to be real cool. <laughs> so that's all I can say legally. Legally, I can't say any more than that. I'll get sued by our I lawyer. Mean, I don't know. I don't know how the law works. <laughs> <laughs> People's uh, companies counsel uh, frequently sues the the company. Uh, well, the the individuals in the company. Yes, the individuals. <laughs> Like, I, I done told you. Yeah. I told you I'd sue you if you did that. Like, why did we hire this lawyer? This is terrible. No, our lawyer's great. I love our lawyer. Hi, Henderson, if you're listening. You're fantastic. We love you. Yes. Uh, yeah, these these lawyer jokes are really just more my uh, misunderstanding of the legal system and the fact that I think that's funny. Not necessarily that I'm making fun of lawyers or any lawyer in particular. You're also legally obligated to say that. I am legally obligated to say that. Uh to be fair, I've been making our lawyers jokes since before we had a lawyer, so it's not it's not about him. It's just <laughs> I just think it's funny. Anyway, uh, I've rambled enough about lawyers and and what we have going on at leftthedial.fm. Caleb, is there anything else we got going on? Uh, I know uh, I think Night Shift Radio kind of just stopped doing stuff, right? Like there's nothing going on over there. Now we definitely have stuff going on over there as well. Oh, really? Although, uh, I no longer know what counts for for time as far as what will have happened by the, the by the moment this episode airs. So uh, the best thing that you can do with that is to just uh, keep an eye out on all things Night Shift Radio. So you can uh, you can head on over to nightshiftradio.com and see what we've got going on there. Uh, we just launched a, a brand new show very recently, a limited series. Uh, uh, called Where No Mom Has Gone Before, where our friend Casey from the Superpod Hero Cast gets together with his brother and his mom, uh, who got him and his brother into Star Trek as kids, and they go through and review all of the Star Trek rea- theatrical releases from the motion picture all the way on to the most recent. Uh, so that's a, a really cool limited series we've got going on. That sounds fun. Um, I mean, of course, things are heating up with Set Condition One as we're we're like racing to the uh, the end of the the, the season four of Battlestar Galactica. Uh, never heard of it. It's about to hit our two hundredth episode, what? so we're we're getting wild over there. Uh, season five of Superpod HeroCast just dropped. Uh, we've got some great things in the works for the, the Storyteller series, and we even have some really cool non-podcast projects that are in the work that we're really, you know, we we changed our company name a while back to Night Shift Media Group because we wanted to be more than just podcasts. And as uh, Kissy with Left of the Dial Live uh, has proven, that's uh, that's something we're very into. Uh, so keep your eyes open on that. We also do have a mailing list if you if you okay with getting one more email every now that and then. one is a pyramid scheme i'm legally obligated that, to tell you <laughs> that one is a pyramid scheme but if you've ever wanted to be your own boss <laughs> you can sign up for the night shift radio so, mail so there's there's uh there's there's two steps to becoming your own boss 
Uh, number one, step number one is sign up for the night shift radio email list. Yes. Number two is quit your job. Boom. You're your own boss. Now you're welcome. Big. We, we solved it for you. I did it for like three months. It was great. Don't, don't, don't quit. <laughs> don't quit your job. I mean, I mean, you know, do what's in your heart, but don't quit your job. Cause we told you to, cause we, we don't know your situation. That's true. That's true. But, uh, you you yeah. will not make any money off of the Night Shift Radio email list. I promise you. You know how I know? Because we don't. <laughs> <laughs> but we do get lots of enjoyment out of it. Yes. And so hopefully, yeah, that, hopefully you will too. That's uh, that's what we've got going on. Like I said, there's one thing in particular that is very exciting, but I don't know the, the time frame, how it relates to uh, this episode releasing. So the best thing I can tell you is just keep an eye out on nightshiftradio.com. You can also follow Media NSR on Twitter and Instagram uh, to see what we've got going there for the the whole network. Um, but yeah, you know we don't we don't want to we don't want to crowd you with with too much information. We just want to just add add joy to your life. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. We're going to go ahead and hear, no surprise, the penultimate track off of Glow On, the new record from Turnstile, to close out our podcast. And yeah, that's going to do it for us. This has been Left of the Dial. I have been Kitsy. Caleb has been Coy. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week. Never really